Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, we made them wait. We said, you know, we don't want you to wait. But then we forced them to wait because this is the first time that we've been recording uh, Dawson's Creek in a few weeks, a few weeks, because you had vacay. Yup. And uh, somewhere around there, I had some family coming over. So yeah, it's been but a we're wild not going to make you wait weeks. anymore. We're not going to do that because we have um, three more episodes to cover for season four. And I feel like we're going to get some good stuff happening. I'm not quite sure. Maybe not this episode, but maybe the next. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta say, this episode after last episode, which was really, the really good, episode. was really tough because it's like they pretty much backtracked on everything that happened yeah. last episode. Yeah, they walked back. But okay, in fairness, I don't know about you, Jessica, but for all you wishy-washy folks, when you break up, it's never, I've never had a breakup that was one breakup, one and done. Never talk to them again. Every single freaking breakup, it's like, do you want to break up? Not really, but we should break up. And then we break up. And then like three days later, we're like back together. And then we break up again. And then like six months later, they're like, I miss you. And then you're like, screw you. So I feel like mm. it's very, I think, I feel like it's, apt because this is what teens do they they make up and break up and then debate if they want to get back together not probably not you because as you've stated many a times like you know what you want and you just go forth with that yeah i've never done the breakup and makeup situation both but times that relationships have times... ended i've not they've not reconciled in any way okay has a man ever gone back to you and asked for you back? Oh, both times. Every single time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
That's a brag. This is not a brag. No, it, this is what the men do. No offense to our male listeners, but this is, I mean, even me, who's a perpetual dating loser, uh, that's happened to me as well. Yeah, it's not, that's the thing. It's not an uncommon thing to happen. It just sucks because, and I, I I don't know, I guess I feel two different ways about it. It is nice to see like Joey and Pacey not ending things the way that they had ended last episode, but that was so dramatic and fun that like to immediately then like almost take it back or like press rewind felt a little too soon when it's literally the episode after I can um, only imagine the little Kimmies out in the galaxy having full mental breakdowns about this breakup that the writers had to soften the blow, right? Yeah, is this what I, it was. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. And I do think, like, it is kind of nice to put uh, a period at the end of, like, the Dretchen sentence, you know? Like, it is nice to have them end things in a really pleasant way even though Dawson just totally gets left (laughs) in the dust are we hopeful Um, that means that in the future we can have a a reconciliation between the two of them I think I feel like in Dawson's Creek literally anything is possible right like we have two full seasons left like there's bound to be and I think we would maybe have a different answer if Gretchen wasn't like Pacey's sister too you know, like it's she's familially tied. That isn't a word. She is tied by blood to Pacey. And so I think like as a result, it makes sense that we would see her again. But what are your what are your thoughts on that? I'm nothing would make me happier if Endgame was Dretchen. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. I can't think of one thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say overall. This episode felt like such a dud compared to the last episode. Um, and I can't wait to get into because you had made some predictions um about like, okay, so and so is gonna go to this college and that college and end up here and there and blah 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 blah. And I can't wait to talk through how ridiculously accurate some of your predictions were. Um, because some of some of this is so I, I think. One of my main issues with this episode is that a lot of, like, the plot of, like, oh, setting things up for next season of where each character is going to be feels so ham-fisted as to, like, okay, well, we want this person to still be on the show, so we have to have this happen, when realistically, mm, that's not what would have happened. Yeah, they have to do a lot of preparation work for their season five, where we're totally changing settings. We're going out of Cape Side, and this whole right. I mean, if you think about it, this show is literally called Dawson's Creek. Uh, contrary to my uh, belief, when I first started this show, the creek is not actually called Dawson's Creek. The town is called Cape Side, so that's their main setting. It's essentially, you know, a fifth creek creep in a way. Yeah. So to leave this location is a big deal. They have to do a lot of setup. Um, I can't get, I can't wait to get into like my probably my favorite part um, or storyline of this episode, half because of the ridiculousness of it, but also because I mean it's just it's so hilarious that Grams is also going to be a roommate. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I can't wait to talk Jen about and it. Jack and probably everybody else. I, I love the stupidity of it. And it, I mean, it's a little surprising, but like not at all. Yeah. Seven Creek creeps picked to live in a house. Oh in my Boston. God. <laughs> it's a real world moment. Yeah. So, uh, might as well just get into this episode. Yeah. So it's uh, obviously season four, episode 21 separation anxiety. And we start off in the cafeteria, Jen and Jack are eating their lunch together. And, uh, and it's just like, Jen is such a gossip. She's just like, tell me all about you and Toby and like all your little cute moments. I want some juicy deets. Uh, and Jack's just like, yeah. And Jack's just like, do not use the word juicy. It cheapens me. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so annoyed if my best friend Jack had a saucy night and then wouldn't share any of the details. I would be yeah. Pissed. It's like, especially because even though we've said that the way Jack- Jen did this wasn't great, she is the one who brought them together. And so then she gets left out on all the juicy deets. Come on. Gets no juicy deets. So yeah. I would be so frustrated if I was Jen. But, you yeah. know, she'll settle for the fact that they're going to have another like, another date. Yeah, she's she's happy for him at the very least. Um, And so then Yui comes up. And, uh, like he just, he sits down and he immediately hands them their yearbooks, which also is hysterical to me because like, did you just buy their yearbooks for them? Like, are you really? Is that it? But also, I mean, were your yearbooks specifically, um, branded with your name? You could pay extra to get that. Oh, your school. What's they this? listen. Everything costs money, but yeah, they're you nickel normally... and diming you over at the upstate. Yeah, New you York. had to. You had to buy your yearbook, obviously. But yeah, if you wanted it engraved, you had to pay or not engraved, but you know what I mean. You had yeah. to pay extra. Wow. Okay. Well, the thing was is that also I don't know. Um, yeah, you have to. I mean, you pay ahead for your yearbook. But also, I think that you have to show your ID. Like, you don't have to. You can't pick up other people's yearbooks. But nonetheless, we get Yui dropping off the yearbooks. And I feel like he's thinking that he's part of the crew now. He is. I feel like he is just like, okay, all I had to do was save one of the creek creeps from drowning. And now I'm in. This is it. I'm officially a part of the crew. He's doing what Jen could not. Yeah. Yeah. He truly is. He's trying to fit in here. And so he says, I did love this moment where he's like, let's turn to page 53 in our prayer books and we should bow our heads in a moment of silence. (laughs) And they (laughs) get to the awful picture of Joey and PC as class couple. The one that we made fun of where like they're walking away. They're not even like. Exactly. There's more tree than Pacey in this yeah. photo. Yeah. And so they open it. And so then Jen's like, I wonder if they've even seen this or if they're talking. Uh, and this is when Jen and Jack start to gossip about it. Right. And so they're like, no, they definitely haven't talked since prom. Neither have Gretchen. Uh, and Jen says, I was like positive they would have gotten back together by now. They're so good for each other. So it sounds like Jen is very much on the same side as you, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, I, so they they have a bet. They have a bet. They're they put money on who do they yeah. think that is going to get back together? Will it be Dretchen? Will it be Jossie? Will it be neither? Will it be both? What yeah. I mean, knowing knowing, I don't know. 
But I don't understand who's on what side. Is is Jen on the Dretchen side and Jack on the Jossie side? Um, I says, think that cause... everybody is putting money in that everyone's going to get just back oh, together. That both sides are going to get back together? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, so the, yeah, so the 20 bucks is what they're doing. And this is when Dawson, <laughs> Dawson and Joey show up and they're just like, oh uh, hey guys hi it's like super super awkward uh <laughs> yeah yeah they're like oh we're not doing anything over here don't worry nothing about it see, here's here's see. a picture yeah uh meanwhile then we're, we're back at the dawson the leary the leary household and dawson is just working on his super old computer uh when his mom walks in um and he's working on his brooks film um, before he has to send it to USC because he wants to get into their summer program. Yeah, yeah, he does. So he, we already know that he's in the, um, he's in, like he's going there. So he wants to go to summer program. I also was a baby film major who was going to go to school early for a summer program um, for their future film major thing. Mm-hmm. but guess what it got canceled because <laughs> not enough people signed up <laughs> yeah 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 uh and so he's just like yeah I need, I need to do this and so gail is just like forget your future have you talked to gretchen um because not to meddle but but i'm gonna meddle i'm gonna meddle and i'm gonna say that you better like figure out your friendship because she's gonna be leaving she's leaving town and she gave her notice a few days ago. Today is her last day. And so I wanted you to like be able to say goodbye. And Dawson's just like, well, she didn't tell me she was leaving. So obviously she doesn't care what I think. I didn't think that their relationship had ended so poorly in the last episode that they refused to even say goodbye to each other. I'm going to guess that it was one of those things where Gretchen is just like, it was already hard enough for her to break up with him that she doesn't want to have to like say goodbye as well, because one, that's going to be really painful. And two, if you, I feel like this is the type of relationship where if you even are around each other, Gretchen's like, I'll cave and we'll get back together. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I guess. So the fact, so they're trying to avoid each other. Also, Gail was not supportive of their relationship at all. No. At all. But now she apparently is. Now she apparently is. Now she's like, oh, why don't you say goodbye? Maybe that's why. She's like, oh, she's leaving. So, like, at least say goodbye. Don't be a dick. Well, honestly, okay. Want to hear my my theory here? My tinfoil hat theory? Absolutely. Gail's suggestion is, listen, why don't you go see her, go to the restaurant, and ask her to sign your yearbook because that's a great way to start a conversation gail is totally totally like giving him terrible advice here why would you go to your girlfriend who graduated years ago when the part of the reason she broke up with you not the entire reason but part of the reason she broke up with you is because of the age difference and you're just at different places in your lives and your suggestion is to remind her of that by bringing your high school yearbook to her to sign Absolutely. This was a saboteur move by Gail. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you 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 two broke up. Let me bury it deeper. Yes. And and Dawson says, I don't understand why he does this because Dawson says here, that's a super terrible idea. Like it's first of all, it's like a <laughs> thinly veiled attempt at a reconciliation. But on top of that, that's a trashy idea. And yet he does it later. Yeah, yeah. He's desperate. What else is he supposed to do? Like yeah. what else? How else is he supposed to reconnect with her? I guess, but he could have just gone not- up and been like, hey, my mom says you're leaving. What gives? Okay. You bring, you take in Gil's room, you go to her jewelry box, find like a cheapy, cheapy <gasps> pair of earrings. And, and be, be like, like, are these yours? Are these yours? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. If you don't already have something of hers, you can return. Fake that you do. And exactly. be like, I just wanted to make sure these weren't yours. And even if it's thinly veiled, at the very least... It could remind her of, like, you all, like, getting frisky, you know? Like, like oh, did you drop your earrings when we were making out? Oh, Versus, yeah. like, oh, reminder that I'm in high school and you're not. I thought it was, like, okay, go to your room, get your mom's diaphragm. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they haven't had sex, so that's exactly Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's the plan. Uh, meanwhile, at um, Pacey and Gretchen's apartment, Casey's like fixing up her car um, and he's saying like, yeah, like you should be good for another two, three thousand miles. You should change the oil, though. Uh, And Gretchen has paid up the apartment till the end of the month. So that is how much time Pacey has at that place. What is Pacey supposed to do? He has nowhere to live. He has nowhere to go. I know Gretchen acts like this is such a really nice thing to do. But part of me is like. It's kind of not enough. <laughs> what is he supposed to do after this? Casey needs 60 days. Yeah. 60 days notice. And also, what kind of, like, month-to-month suspicious-looking uh, uh, contract do they have? Well, I feel like, so it depends on where you live. Get a, get a year lease. My first apartment was month-to-month. So I think it's like I, a lot of places it's like you get a first year lease and then your month to month like after. But I would say for PC, all Gretchen has to do is give him two months because he's graduating. Right. So right. I think you have to give him a few months because then like he'll hopefully have figured out at least what he plans on doing for his future, whether he's staying local, whether he's going to move, I guess, later this episode, whether he's going to go live on a boat for the summer um but yeah i'm like one month does not seem enough and she's he's just like oh consider you know consider it payment for the work you've done on my car um and i'm just <laughs> like he probably did a lot more work than one month's rent on your car gretchen that's true that's true he fixed it when they picked it up from college too yeah he's done it twice i mean gretchen's been a great sister i don't mean gretchen, to like what is wrong with your car that's constantly being needing to be well fixed? he says she never changes the oil so oh, that's certainly a problem big same yeah big same. Oh, sarah oh my god i get very nervous when because my car has the little thing that comes on that's like hey bt dubs time to get your oil changed and when i go a couple hundred miles over that like thing it makes me so nervous i'm like they're gonna yell at me when i finally bring it no. in no you can go thousands of miles over oh it. God, no one should do that though. How many lights do you have on your car right now? I have none on my. What do you mean? How many lights? I don't know. I have like 30 lights on my car. What? Like the check engine light and all those other lights? <laughs> yeah. That's a bad thing. What if you drove your car and then it just broke down somewhere? Probably will. Oh my gosh. 
Um, so, so then they start talking about their respective relationships and they talk about like, they're both avoiding, uh, Joey and Dawson. Um, and I love how Pacey's just like, don't you think we'd feel better if we actually were like dealing with our problems and like talking to her exes? And she's like, yeah, probably, but I don't think I'm going to do that. And he's like, yeah, me neither. (laughs) Yeah. The winter siblings are absolutely just avoiding their whole situation yeah and i love that this kind of ties them together and like it just like proves just further that they're related you know what i mean like oh absolutely taking the same route of like just avoidance at all costs Uh, i would do the same i'm a winner too yeah (laughs) yeah um so yeah so that's that's it for uh gretchen and pacey having this little little heart to heart moment um then we're at graham's house and the storyline oh my god i can't wait to get into it i love it it's so stupid it is so stupid so there's like first of all there's just a random realtor walking around the house uh, and she's like oh my gosh like jen i've heard all about you like congrats on boston bay college so this is the first we're hearing about boston bay college like like we heard last episode that Yui was like, Oh, why aren't you going to Boston? You know, I'll be there or whatever the heck he says. Yeah. Uh, and so this is the first we're hearing of what do you think of the name Boston Bay College? It sounds made up. It, it sounds does. made up. Have you ever seen the sh- the movie Accepted where that kid made up a fake college? Yes, I did. It's it's just like that. It does feel like that. It feels like they're like, okay. We need the name. We need the title Boston in it, obviously, because we need it to be obvious that it is in Boston. Hmm. What is like a water themed word that we could put near Boston because it's like near the coast? Boston Bay. Done. We get the alliteration. We have everything. Great. Uh, so, yeah, this sounds so ridiculously fake. And we find out that she's a, this lady is a realtor and she's just like, oh, your grandmother's selling your her house. Didn't you know? And it's just like, how did it get this far without Jen knowing this? Where they're literally like having an open house. (laughs) Why did Graham's not share? I think because she knew how Jen would react. It's 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 madness because doesn't Jen have to? I don't know. Is Jen really that tidy that she cleans her room perfectly and? makes the bed and all this nonsense or do you think that grams is making jen's bed every day i think what what happens is that over the years i think every single time grams goes into jen's room and she cleans it and jen is like grams how many times do i have to tell you this is my like fortress of solitude this is my (laughs) zone you don't need to be in here um and i think this is just like a constant battle between them is my guess. Yeah, Grams is always cleaning up Jennifer's room. Yes. Uh, I... Jennifer, bake your bed. Uh, well, then it. what do you think is going on in, like, the bedside table? Like, do you think that she has it locked up? Or do you think that Jennifer, like, can't have any private bits? Um, I think that – I think we've had – we have, like, a Sex in the City type situation where Miranda's maid goes oh. into her bedside table and finds, yes. like, condoms and, all and like, a vibrator and stuff. Yeah. And she, like, takes them away and puts, like, a Virgin Mary statue in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like Rams is, like, the same way where she just puts, like, rosary beads in her bedside Maybe table. Maybe this is their bit. Maybe this is their, like, oh, like, Rams, like, puts it, puts the <gasps> beads in there. Oh, my and God. And then, like, Jennifer puts the beads, like, 
in an ice block in the freezer. I think what if Jen had like anal beads and Grams was like, oh, I saw your rosary bead. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the classic thing, the classic thing that you mix up all the time. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But I could totally see that being being a thing where they've had that situation where Jen is like, Grams, it's the last time I'm going to ask you, where is my vibrator? <laughs> like, you don't need that. You need Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I can see um, it. I can it's see so it. funny. It's so funny. Um, so yeah, then we're off to the yacht club where Joey is just like working, of course. And Mr. Uh Kubalik comes back in, and we recognize him because he threw that really big party before. And he's just like, Oh, I have a party tomorrow. You're coming, right? And she's just like, Yeah. And he's like, well, obviously you're going to bring PC because he was like the life of the party. And she's like, Joey is so awkward. She's just like, mm, ooh, uh, we broke up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to be like, actually, we're not together anymore. Yeah. But then he makes it worse because he's like, well, obviously you're on good terms. And I'm because like, you both are two respectable young adults. Well, right. This is like, I don't know, percentage wise. Right. If you had to guess a percentage of relationships, especially this age of like of high school relationships right. that break up and end on good terms, it right. is a small percentage. I don't think it's 50-50. I think it's probably no. like what, like 70-30? Yeah, I think it's even less. Well, I'm talking specifically high school relationships. Like I feel like they usually always end in disaster. Yeah. Unless you're like breaking up because of like a Dretchen type situation where it's like, oh, we're going to different colleges or whatever. Um, and she's just like, yeah, we talk all the time. <laughs> and so he, he's just like, well, the dean and I need to talk to him about a pressing matter. We have an offer we want to discuss with him. I feel like right away, I feel like Mr. Kubelik could have said we have a job opportunity for him. Like they could have made it yeah. so much clearer. I know. I know. We all got duped. We all got duped. I was like, okay, what are the odds that they're going to be like, okay, Pacey has schmoozed his way into university. I was buying it. I well, was of course you it. were because your prediction was like, oh, everybody's going to end up in Boston. So well, like duh. in order to make that happen, it makes perfect sense that he would somehow sneak his way into Worthington. Yeah, but Worthington's supposed to be really good. It, you know it's supposed to be like a Harvard of sorts. So well, I but not Harvard because Harvard's can Harvard exists. This. Yeah, but I do agree. Like, I think it's very far-fetched that like, but it would have made more sense if like the dean was like, Oh, I I have a friend at this college, like like a college that is also Ooh. in Boston, but isn't as highbrow as but as is like a sister university. That's what I'm saying. Or 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 a like a state university of of Massachusetts or something, or like a community type college. And they're like, listen, I mean, but I guess they don't know that much about PCs. Like, life. work hard for two years. And, and then go to Worthington. And then we can talk about you going to Worthington. If you get straight right. A's, then I think we can fast track you in. Right. And so it is kind of sucky. I mean, obviously they're doing this for all of the reasons of like, they want to dupe us. So they're not yeah. going to give us that. Well, you did it tidbit. again, Dawson's Creek. You did it again. They did it. 
Uh, and so Joey agrees, like, yeah, of course, like, he'll be there. And so he's like, great, great, great. He's so excited. I love this guy. He seems really nice, though. He's such a good guy. It's not yeah. his fault. He, he wants to give Pacey a good opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we got to go back to this ridiculous storyline with Grams and Jen. I love it. Jen is pissed off. Piss off that Grams didn't tell her that they were moving. And she says, you cannot move. You can't move. Like, don't yeah. I have a say in the matter? Yeah, Grams is just like, um, no, I'm selling my own house. Like, you don't have any say. And Grams is trying to say, what makes you think that I'm doing this for you? And uh, Jen is just like, fine. Because she knows Grams can't lie because Grams loves Jesus and Jesus hates lying. And so she's just like, fine, look me in the eyes and tell me it's not for me. Uh, and Graham's just like, okay, some of the money will go towards your college tuition, but that's not the only reason. Right. Uh, we all know it's the only reason. I guess. I guess. I also was thinking it's a really big house for just Graham's and she's getting older. She has to maintain that house. I, I, I do think it makes sense for her to downsize. Yeah. Okay. Downsizing makes sense don't get me wrong but i don't think there's any world that graham sells this house if not to help out jen i think that if jen isn't trying to go to college and needs tuition money graham's isn't selling the house but why strictly does because of need the, to be in that big ass house all by herself i'm thinking for sentimental reasons like it didn't feel like she would move like she seems like the type of person who wants to live and die in that house she has to go upstairs to go to sleep what there's happens a, in, in a 10 downstairs years, bedroom, isn't there? In ten, maybe, probably. But in 10 years, she probably can't even walk up the stairs. It's a big I house. I mean, she's pretty fit. She's pretty fit, lady. She's very fit. It's very fit. I'm just saying that, yeah. you know, the older that you get, the less you want to take care of a big old house. But no, that's totally fair. Um, But she says she's moving into her new phase of her life, and she wants to move to La Brea Park. And Jen says, this is a retirement community with bunnies and lawn bowling tournaments. Sounds like a grand old time. My old mom being moved- the key word. <laughs> no. My mom moved to a 55-year-old and over community. Number one, they have four pools. How many pools do you have, Jessica Four Sterling? pools? Yes. The community has four pools. That's ridiculous. You have no pools. I have no pools. I have a dog two, pool. Okay, no, they probably have that too. Number two, they have uh tennis and pickleball. People love pickleball. I don't know why. It's like, why is everybody so okay? Can I admit something? I don't really understand what pickleball is. Is it like ping pong? Yeah, but it's against a wall. Oh, but you're not playing. Are you playing against someone? You are because you hit it and against the wall, and then the other person has to hit it back. Sounds like it's like squash. Sure, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of different versions of the same game. Okay, but people love pickleball. Um, actually, I could have just made that up, and uh, that might not be pickleball. That might be racquetball. <laughs> you just completely make up rules to a sport. <laughs> well, I'm like googling, and it looks just like freaking tennis. I don't understand what the difference is. Pickleball. I don't know. Oh, it does look like tennis. Uh, let's see. Differences between. Which one's racquetball? Pickleball. Racquetball. Is that the one against the wall? Oh, I think that's the one against the wall. Oh, the yeah, main difference the between pickleball and tennis is that in pickleball, you serve underhand. The ball has less bounce and there's no doubles. 
it's a seven foot. Oh, okay. No one cares, but it does seem like it's a lot like tennis and like the rackets look more like ping pong balls. Right. Yeah. I knew that. Oh, much. wait. Okay. Uh, we have breaking oh, news. My husband has played pickleball. Okay. Get him in here. Yeah. Get him in you have here. to come talk on the mic real quick about pickleball. Okay. He's our okay, sports he's, correspondent. He is Finally. the sports correspondent. He's going to be back in a second to explain the difference. Finally, he is doing his job. Finally. He, you're right. You know what? It's been a while since he's been able to come on and give us sports information. And truly, I don't know what we've been paying him for because he's <laughs> been lacking in the area. I don't know what we've been paying him. Okay. So tell us the differences between pickleball and tennis. Uh, well, I played pickleball in like high school a little bit. We had a pickleball club. Yeah. And we would play in the gym and it's like wooden paddles. It's like ping pong paddles, but like just bigger, bigger ping pong paddles. Yeah, so they were still wood. And, and you like, hit it over a net like tennis though. Yeah. But it's not like bigger, like tennis. It's so like what is, smaller. what is it about pickleball that attracts old people? It's smaller and it's like you hit like a wiffle ball, not a tennis ball. Oh, a wiffle it's like ball. A big wiffle ball with like a bunch of holes in it. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound that fun. So, I but, mean, you know. it's less intense than tennis. Tennis is a lot. Of oh, running. so you don't have to do the like when you hit the ball? No. They do that in tennis. It's smaller court. Okay. Well, yeah. you've heard it here first, folks. That's the difference between tennis and pickleball. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Yeah. Fine work. <laughs> yes. Uh, your check will be in the mail. <laughs> I can't. Are you going to send it from your own address? And send it back? I'm going to waste money on a stamp. <laughs> no, you're just going to put it in the mailbox. No, I should. I'm going to actually mail it so it gets that like stamp from the post office. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So Jen is just like, you're too, you're too young. You're too hip to be living in a place like that. Uh, and Graham's just like, listen, it's not a bad place. Like, I didn't realize you were so ageist. But Jen's like, you know what? I want to go and see this place. Let's go together. And I was like, ooh, Jen, like, she knows. She knows it's not a good place for Graham's. And she's going to freaking show Graham's. Yeah. Um, I love the tour. I'm watching a YouTube video about pickleball. And I'm not going to lie. It looks really fun. I don't I don't know if it's anything like tennis I feel like it's not very fun it's exactly like tennis I don't well, then I like hate oh tennis. don't throw underhands in tennis well you know what it looks the same except that the ball looks different what do you mean don't throw oh like don't serve underhand yeah like yeah so it's like it's literally like ping pong because ping pong you can serve underhand yeah it's like big big ping pong that's what it is <laughs> big ping pong there you go yeah but um, such we're so good at sports honestly like we really should just turn this into a sports podcast we um, should <laughs> back to fresh fish because we gotta go to the restaurant because they paid to have this set so we gotta visit it once an episode yeah except they still haven't removed the native american statue there of course of course they haven't uh gretchen is working and i will say okay I don't know that I would ever say like, hey, you to anybody other than a significant other. Is that just me? Hey, you like, oh, hey, you. That Jessica, feels like very your heart. Me. Your heart is so closed off that you think, <laughs> hey, you is a term of endearment. It does feel like one, doesn't it? No. Uh, you say, hey, you a lot. 
It's like, oh, I forgot your name. Hey, you. Oh, no, that. Okay, that's different. I think there's two situations where you say, hey, you. One is if you don't know who's, what someone's name is because you haven't seen them in a while. Or two, it's like your significant other and they come home and you're like, oh, hey, you. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you hate pet names that this is as far as you would go for I think a pet you're name. actually right about that. Yeah. But now I want to know. Listeners, tell us if you would say, hey, you, to someone other than like a person you didn't remember their no. name or your significant uh, other. It's because you refuse to say babe or baby or anything. Yeah, I'm not like saying that. any of those things. Not happening. Lovey. Nope. Definitely yeah, not happening. Exactly. Hey, you. Hey, you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and so he does the yearbook bit. He's like, oh, I thought you might want to sign this. It's like, it, are you kidding me? She doesn't even go to the school. No, she doesn't even go here. And he says, oh, I thought you'd want to sign this before you leave town. And she's no. like, oh, you're direct. No, I do not want to sign it, Dawson, because I am a 21-year-old woman, and I did not graduate from your class. Why don't you save the space in your yearbook for someone that actually did go to your school at the same time as you? I want – you know what I really wanted her to do? She's not this person because she's too nice, but I wanted her to take the yearbook, just write hags in it, and hand it back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous, but she's kind of into it, though. But yeah, also, she's just like, oh, yeah, like, I, you know, uh, I was going to slip out of town without you realizing it. Uh, but I guess and- I'll write in your yearbook instead. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, I was trying to figure out how to say goodbye to you all week. And we find out that she's going back to school. She signed up for some summer classes to make up for time that she's missed. Uh, and classes, but classes don't start for a month. So she's going to do a road trip before that, which... Sounds very Gretchen. Like, it sounds like exactly something she'd want to do. Yeah, good for her. Have a good good old time. Yeah. Uh, and so she leaves the day after tomorrow. And he's just like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't feel prepared for this. And it's just like, you knew. You thought that she was gone today. What are you talking about? Well, that and she had talked about going back to school like obviously not really like she hadn't talked about doing summer courses but she had talked about going back to school so I don't think this is like a massive surprise right yeah it's just too soon you know maybe she thought maybe you thought that she was gonna like stay around the summer get some stuff done it's just too soon overall yeah yeah, and uh, and so he's just like, she's like, well, you have to come up with some, like, great going away speech. So he goes to leave, and she does want to sign his yearbook. And I was like, see, they really are meant for each other because no 21-year-old wants to sign a high school yearbook. So No respectable adult wants to sign a yearbook, but she does. <sighs> yeah. She takes it and she's like, well, can I have some time? And he's like, yeah, but the longer you have it, the less acceptable have a bitchin' summer. <laughs> have a bitchin' summer. Have a bitchin' summer. I don't know why that cracked me up so much, but the bitchin' summer line really, really got me. Right, did you have a bitchin' summer this summer? Um, uh, I would say it's a pretty good summer. Like, it's not the most bitchin' summer I've ever had, <laughs> but it was a pretty good summer. What could have made it more bitchin' an actual vacation? Well, I had a decent vacation, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a vacation vacation. Um, probably more time away. Yeah, I would say. But like, be, given that I really don't care for the heat, it really I do tend to take fall trips more often. If anyway. you can't take the heat, then you should get out of the kitchen. 
wow you're the first person to ever say that wherever did you come up with it (laughs) i hate myself (sighs) so uh joey goes to pacey's house uh and she she was she was standing outside for who the hell knows how long before she hours days on the door who knows yeah and so she tells she tells uh she's like rambling so much to pacey and she's just like i ran into mr kublik he's the worthington guy he remembered you he wants you to go to this party tomorrow night he thought we were together and i said all things were a little weird but then he said he had an offer and he mentioned the admissions and so he has to be talking about you and worthington and maybe there's some kind of like loophole or maybe there's like a special program and PC interrupts her and is just like, I miss you. Yeah. And she misses him too. Kind of, right? Uh, she does. Yeah. She says, I miss you too. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, here's the thing after everything that happened between them, I feel like it's very generous and forgiving of Joey to even go see PC. Like he said, that's true. Real shit to her, and that's it was true. It was literally like very, a few days ago. Very messed up. But if she thinks that there's going to be a real opportunity for him to advance his life, she's gonna like put all that stuff behind him, behind her, and go after him. And you know, which is so nice, but so generous. But she really wants the best for PC. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I do think she. She really does want the best for PC, and I think Joey is very forgiving. Like I think, I think she realizes all of this is coming from such, uh, like a place of insecurity. Right. And him getting into college could be a huge boost for his self esteem. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. also, she spent an entire summer ghosting Dawson. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. And because she was not able to forgive and open up her mind that people are humans. So I think that she doesn't want to make the same freaking mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's just like, well, it wasn't supposed to end like that, right? Like, we're not supposed to end like that. And so she says, well, will you come to the party with me? And he says, yes. So she, I like that she kind of like, she shuts it down, right? She does tell him that she misses him. But when he starts asking, like, it wasn't supposed to end like that. She's not getting into all of that right now. No. She's very, like, not business, but, you know, this is, I'm only here because of the opportunity you might have. I am here for business. <laughs> I am here for business. It's a business trip. Uh, <laughs> uh, so then we have um, PC and Gretchen and, like, uh, he's, they're getting, like, a ton of groceries for her. And apparently she needs a million bags of Funyuns for a road trip. Ew. You're not a Funyun fan? No, they're so weird. Are you? I I did not grow up with Funyuns. It was not like a thing we ate in my household. Um, So it's not like something I have like a particular nostalgia for. But I've had them and they're good. Like they're fine. I wouldn't like. It's not something that I would pick as a road trip snack. Okay, is it weird to say that I think that Funyuns are creepy? Um, I need to know how they're creepy. Uh, they're like stringy. Stringy? Like, yeah, like they're really thin circles. Yeah, they're supposed to be like onion rings. And they're like the color. It's just overall, they remind me of 
salad things. Remember salad fingers, that guy? Yeah. They remind me of him. Rusty spoons, that guy. Yeah. They remind Um, me of him. I don't know why. They don't remind me of that at all. No. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she has like a ton of bags of Funyuns. And, uh, and, um, she tries to tell Pacey, you have to I'm go to sorry. The party. I'm sorry. You can't tell me that his salad fingers fingers don't look like funny. Let me look. Salad fingers. Let me take a look at his hands again. His Hold hands on. look like funny hands. His hands aren't. Uh, they look like broken funions, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. You know what they kind of look like? They look what? like snap peas. Yeah, they do. Like, or snow peas. You know what I mean? Sugar yeah, yeah. Peas, they do look like them. Yeah. How does he function? <laughs> he doesn't because he, he's fake. He reminds me of like the Guinness Book of World Records with the people with the long nails and then they start to get like curly. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, that. That was the page that he like skipped over because it was too scary. Because it's disgusting. Yeah, because yeah. it's creepy. It is creepy. Um, so yeah so Gretchen's like you have to go to this party uh you but or no sorry she's the opposite she says don't go to this party you and Joey need some time apart to figure out what the heck went wrong otherwise you're gonna make the same mistakes again uh and Pacey's was like um excuse me but you're packing up and leaving town so I don't know that you should be giving me advice <laughs> exactly um, exactly yeah and he's just like I gotta go to this party I gotta see what it's all about um uh he says like it's a long shot but this is the only choice i have i need a sign i need something to show me what i'm supposed to do and if i end up going to worthington i feel like that's a sign of something uh that i'm supposed to be with joey so (laughs) i don't know i don't know i don't know about this it's just uh mm. Is that a sign? I don't know. What do you? How do you feel about like signs in general? Oh, do I believe in signs? Um, I'm afraid of bad omens. I don't know if I'm a believer of like, oh, it's a sign. I have to do something. I think I'm like, yeah. I see something and I'm like, ooh, like that feels like bad vibes. Like I shouldn't. I should not steal this tomato from the grocery store. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but aren't you the same person who said something about like a cursed pair of socks that you can't throw out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're still in my drawer. I don't want to disrespect them. I'm afraid of them. That's what I'm saying. They're bad omens. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Um. So, yeah, so they're, uh, she's going to end up leaving before he even wakes up. And so he gives her a hug. Uh, and he's just like, I'm really happy that you came home this year. Uh, and he's like, she's like, of course you are. You got a really nice beach house out of the deal. Um, (laughs) but they do say like, oh, I love you. I love you too. And, uh, and yeah, they, uh, they get like a really cute goodbye. I really love their relationship. It feels like the best relationship by far that PC has uh, in his family. And it's not, I mean, it's not, it's a low bar, but. I, I know. I mean, Gretchen and PC are like the best siblings ever. Doug could have been there too. He could have. But Doug sucks. So he's not going to be there. Doug has sucking tendencies. Like, I don't know if he fully <laughs> sucks, but. Yes. 
fucking tendencies. These fucking tendencies. That is a statement is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, let's go. Let's go to a quick ad break because when we come back, we're gonna have to talk about this guard that talks. <laughs> Jen cracks me up. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, to La Brea Park. Uh, there's like a there's a guard station situated here, which I was like, damn, they got some high security here. Ooh, such good security, the best security this side of the Atlantic. I'll tell you that much for free. Truly. And so Grams pulls up, and the lady's like, um, last name. And Grams is just like, oh, I was just here a few days ago, and she's like, last name. Uh, and so she tells her her name, and Jen, Jen calls her a crusty old bra. <laughs> 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 oh jen you're so uh, evil and jen says like oh what do you think she'd do if we just like gun it like how's she gonna catch us in one of those golf carts i think we could take her <laughs> <laughs> why is jen wanting to beat up old people because this lady seems pretty rude and i love uh i love grams just being like oh jennifer please jennifer please, please be more distinguished like me jennifer that's the thing about elderly communities. They're very serious about their rules. Yeah. My mom, the first day that she moved into her elderly community, her 55 and older community. <laughs> the elderly community. The el- that's exactly the 55 and older community. She put out a doormat and got in trouble because it didn't match the aesthetic. No, I would move. I would instantly move. Yeah. I have no time for shenanigans like that. Yeah, they You're said- not going to tell me what I can and cannot do with my doormat. They said, you cannot have that doormat, ma'am. See, this is why I'm also never going to be a part of, like, an elderly community. Because they literally have nothing better to do with their time than look at other people's doormats and be like, actually, that doesn't match the aesthetic of your house and you need yeah. to move it. They got tattled on. Like, get a job. Like, but get a H- hobby. But HOA communities do that as well. If you live oh, in, like, I'm, a that's why I'm also community. No, never. They do never that too. You can't have certain. You can't paint the house a certain thing. It's, like, very specific. There's rules. Yeah, your grass has to be no more than like three inches. Like people will like measure it. This is why I'm never living in a place with an HOA either, because I just don't like people telling me what to do in general, especially not with places that I pay my own damn money. This is my house. You're not going to tell me what to do with it. And on top of that, on top of that, you are paying them to tell you what to do because it always costs a fee. Right. What if you crack the system and become the president of your HOA and then you make the rules? See, I think the problem with that is I have absolutely no interest in dealing with their shenanigans and and being the president of such a stupid thing. They'll go to you with the mundane issues. Yeah. And I don't want to deal with that. Never. I like being a leader, but not of dumb things. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, And so the guard comes back and she's just like, um, next time you come here, you have to go to gate three to get your pass. Um, because you have to call in advance if you have the visitor. No one gets in without a pass. But she had passes. She got she had the pass. This lady just is trying to make her life difficult because she has nothing else going on in her life. You're, you're right. You're right. So already off to a bad start at the over 55 community. Yeah, not liking it. Um, And then back at the Leary household, uh, Mitch and Dawson are watching Dawson's movie for about Mr. Brooks. Yeah, what a brilliant movie directed by Dawson Leary. <laughs> 
and then, and then Mitch is like, you did such a brilliant job. You're the best filmmaker of your generation. And yeah. I'm not saying that because I'm biased because you're my son. It, you did such a good job. Yeah, it's uh. I mean, I feel like you have to show someone who's not related to you, Dawson. Like, it's a bit of a cop out, you know, where's, like, where's it's Nikki? your dad. Yeah, where's who? Nikki. Oh, Nikki. I know. I know. You got to get Nikki in here. Um, And Dawson says, oh, I needed an opinion other than Brooks because he didn't even like a movie that's about him. And it's just like, Dawson, if you want unbiased opinion, I don't think you should be going to your father. Yeah, not not a great not great work. Dawson. No, um, but Mitch does say, and this is something that remember Dawson used to be like really afraid of that Dawson was just like Brooks. Well, Mitch is just like, oh my gosh, he reminded me so much of you <laughs> because Brooks is Dawson, but in the future we've already yeah yeah Mitch get on board with our time traveling theory. We've already figured this out. Come on, <laughs> um. Never mind. I was going to say something about <laughs> spoilery about like the one thing I know. But... Oh, yeah. You can't you can't say it. OK. Uh, eventually you can, but not right now. Um, And so he Mitch starts talking about like, oh, when he like he met that girl and he jumped over the counter and they went to California. They didn't even know each other. And he's just like risk takers do that. Dreamers do that. But also uh, Brooks did that and then his best friend stole his girl. Yeah, it's not exactly a happy ending. Yeah, so it's like you don't want to do this. You don't want to jump over counters because then your girl gets stolen. Exactly. And uh, and I don't really understand. Okay, what about Dawson says risk taker to you? Like nothing. literally nothing. He's nothing. not a risk taker. He's the opposite of a risk taker. But his dad has this opinion of him that is so different than because the actual Dawson. It took Mitch 30 years to open up the restaurant he's been dreaming of. And then he claims it wasn't even his dream. So, yeah, Mitch doesn't really have a good grasp on reality. Um, Mitch, Mitch is not a dreamer. And he says, oh, Mr. Brooks was a real inspiration. Uh, and Dawson's like, yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> Dawson's like, like fully out of this movie on Brooks shouldn't you know him the best <laughs> no he's like it's very surface level it's like oh like Brooks lays his eggs over easy <laughs> that's it how would Brooks I feel like Brooks is the type of guy who only likes his eggs one way he probably eats the same breakfast mm -hmm. every single morning oh absolutely dies. without a doubt you think it's over easy yeah it's a runny yolk Ew. yeah what do you mean? Ew! You don't like a runny yolk? I you know I don't like eggs. Like oh, I have a right. weird thing like about eggs. eggs. What do you um, get but when you I, go for breakfast? I, what? What do you get if you go out for breakfast? Uh, I don't like know. French toast or something? No, I don't really like French toast because it tastes eggy, okay. but not in a good way. <laughs> Is there a good eggy? No, <laughs> no. I mean, pancakes. Some, I like pancakes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't mind a waffle. Sometimes I do a scrambled egg, but it's never like it's only because I want the potatoes. 
oh you want like the hash browns on the side yeah i want the potatoes but you can't get people you don't give you side of hash browns no with pancakes it's very carby it's it is very carby so yeah. it's like i get the eggs so that i can have the potatoes that's fair i've definitely done that before where i'm like i really want fries okay what entree will i order that comes with fries right and you or you sometimes want... i just order a side of fries and i like nibble them and then take them home you know Oh, but like reheated fries is nasty. I'm telling you, in the air fryer, it they're perfect. They're not that bad in the air fryer. Okay, all so right, there you go. got it. I didn't Pro know tip. you had an air fryer. I love our. We use our air fryer like once a week. If you not never, more. you never told told me that you had an air fryer. I've always had an air fryer. We've had one since we got married. Actually, before we got married, I think. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I too have an air fryer. Did you know that about me? Yeah, because you told me when you got one. Okay. <laughs> all right let's just move on we're not even halfway through this episode and we're okay. talking about fucking nothing <laughs> that's what this episode is about fucking nothing. we're, we're yeah. gonna get a zero star review for like bullshitting this Going entire off, time off topic again well by this point people should know us anyway um let's see let's see so yeah so uh pacey arrives at the at joey's house and pacey or joey's just like waiting outside and he's like i would have rung the doorbell like a proper gentleman <gasps> whoop de doo okay who cares like and you're then not we a proper get, gentleman we get this sentence that makes me cringe so hard when joey's just like i've spent so much time looking at myself in the mirror it's never a good thing and i'm like can you not katie holmes can you just not <laughs> katie holmes you are on the fucking cover of vogue you're the most gorgeous person on the planet like get a life like you're yeah, pretty that's how that's how I feel. You know what, Katie Holmes? You have a great profile and a good nose and perfect straight hair. Go F yourself. Don't do that. You know, respectfully. <laughs> respectfully go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wish that's like when you say like, no offense, but it's like, yeah. if you know, someone's going to say something offensive. Respectfully yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going into. Yeah. What car is this? This is someone's station wagon. Don't know oh, who's. PCs? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm really upset that they couldn't have gotten a bigger budget to actually show us a little bit of the retirement community because when we get like it's just we get Jen saying, like, oh, you're not you're not moving there. Like we visited and you're not moving there. You're not moving there. There's so much pickleball. There's too much pickleball, Grams. You're gonna throw a hip out. Um, okay, I am sure La Brea Park is a great place. Maybe oh wait dude if i was in a retirement community and they had like florist lessons like how to make bouquets so much fun pottery amazing painting lessons i'm sure there's all those things at la brea park uh yeah i'm sure but the funniest thing to me is okay so graham says no other places are affordable la brea park is affordable and Jen's just like, okay, but you can't make a sacrifice. And Graham says, no, this is a gift. And Jen's like, I don't want it. I should have applied for a student loan. I wouldn't take money from my parents, but I don't mean to burden you with my college tuition. Uh, and Jen says, when you was, and this cracked me up. She says, when you offered to help me, I assumed you had savings. It's like, Graham is like a hundred years old. Like she doesn't have enough money to send you to college, Jen. <laughs> Yeah, she already did that, Jennifer, with your mother, I'm sure. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so Jen's like, fine, I'm not going to Boston. I'm not letting you sell the house. Um, so that's where they currently uh, currently stand. Uh, then we get Joey and Pacey going to this party. Um, Pacey 
is like sporting the like casual suit where he has like a t-shirt on under a suit jacket (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like why don't I fit in here like everyone's so highbrow yeah and I uh I really hate Joey's dress not not gonna lie it's not very cute it's like a little cap sleeve dress but it has like diagonal stripes yeah but it like but they don't it like has like different chunks of pattern kind of like sewn together so the lines don't match up and it's really 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 distracting so you're saying it's poorly crafted it's it's poorly crafted absolutely um and who can make a good dress the elderly at la brea park (laughs) (laughs) they love it they're like break out the knitting needles ladies break out the sewing machines get that swinger going wait you're saying saying that la brea park is just full of swingers i think i meant what is that everybody at la brea park just fucks everybody (laughs) is that what you're saying you know i've heard that elderly communities have a rampant problem with stds because they're all just like we got menopause we're not gonna get pregnant we're gonna just raw dog it all the time and then they end up with stds mom are you okay That's what they mean when they're like pickleball duos, pickleball duos. They're really swinging instead. Wow, incredible. Yeah, I'm just, but I'm a, is it Schwing? What is that? What is the company that makes sewing machines? I I mean, I think, it, okay, you're thinking about Schwinn and those are bikes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is the one that makes, hold Singer. on, sewing, what is it? Singer. Singer, not swinger. I was close. I was only one letter off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, Joey's there and Joey walks off immediately with some freaking Brad. His name is literally Brad. Brad? How dare you go and talk to a Brad, Joey? Yeah. And they're going to go take photos for next year's freshman. Yeah. Uh, but, and yeah, but our favorite dude forgot Kubrick, right? Is yeah. Kubrick. Kubrick. Kubalik is like, Hey, Pacey, let me introduce you to the Dean. Yes. Yes uh and so he's like okay let's go talk to him uh meanwhile uh we have gretchen packing up her car and dawson's just like wait a minute i thought you weren't leaving until tomorrow and she's just like oh i'm just pre-packing my car up what's what's the deal you always have to do that you always pack the night before at least most of the stuff stuff that you won't mind staying in your car overnight exactly. for sure um and he's like i want to go with you and so i'm like dawson romantic. you can't you can't just oh. invite yourself on a road trip <laughs> <laughs> literally two different opinions right here right now instantly i don't know i think that it's like i don't think you can say i don't think you should invite yourself i think you need to say it in a different way if you want to do this i like that he took the initiative and was like i want to go with you okay i'm just saying i think it's one of those things where it's like you need to be like i have an idea tell me your thoughts versus take me with you you know it's a little desperate uh, I have an idea. Let's vacation yeah. to La Brea Park. <laughs> we'll play some pickleball and swing with some of the older ladies. <laughs> um, and he says, if you leave now, I'm always going to wonder what if, um, what if there was no college in, in California? What if there were no job offers in Boston? What if there was no Joey? What if it was just you and me on the open road? But ew, this part makes me gag with nothing but our hearts to guide us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she's eating it up though yeah uh and he's just like you said the reason we broke up is because you don't belong here fine let's get out of here and see what happens 
And Gretchen is so into this. Like she is like, cause this is the Dawson she wanted to see when they randomly went on that like senior trip, senior day off or whatever, senior skip day road trip. Spontaneous and adventurous. You could see the sparkle in her eyes of like, we're going to fuck in that car. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was romantic. I thought that she, you know, was into it. And and I she was like, Well, don't you have graduation? And Dawson's like, screw graduation. I don't care about that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really fun. I liked the idea of it. Yeah, and she's just like, but this is crazy. And he's like, Yeah, it is, it's totally nuts. But tell me a good reason why I shouldn't come with you. This is our moment, we can't let it slip by. And he kisses her and he's like, just say yes. And Gretchen says, yes. Um, And I do think this was like, I mean, Dawson is at his best in this season. We've already said it before and we'll say it again. I do think this is like a very different side of Dawson that like turns Gretchen on. Like this is the type of Dawson she wants to be with. One who's not afraid. One who wants to take risks. And she's into it. I mean, what's the downside for her, you know, beyond maybe a potential breakup a few months down the line? It's not going to make that road trip any less impactful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's adventurous. And I think that's kind of the perfect thing to do before your freshman year of college. Like, so interesting. Definitely. I think like it's it's a good it's a good thing to do is to go on a road trip. But I feel like I mean, as we're going to see in this next scene, having to tell your parents you're skipping your own high school graduation is rough. But yeah, uh, Dawson says the best way to do that is through a freaking note. He's going to leave them. That's terrible. (laughs) I think I mean, obviously, if he talks to them in person, it's probably not going to go very well. But I don't know if a note's the best option either. Well, yeah. So he's going to write this letter and he's working on it. But Gail comes in with baby Lily and is like, can you babysit baby Lily? Yeah. And he's just like, okay. And the baby does that. Okay. We hear the baby thing that is on literally every single show ever when a baby is shown on camera where it's like, it's like this like sweet little coo that you hear whenever babies are on screen. How dare you blaspheme, do, do talk shit about baby Lily. Well, baby Lily is a literal baby that does nothing besides eat, sleep and poop. So she's not that exciting yet. But her, Gail's like, oh, my God, she knows who you are. Oh, you guys are so connected already. It's like, I mean, no offense, but like, shouldn't she be familiar with Dawson? Like, that shouldn't be like that surprising. No, but this is her second kid. So she has no idea about like what would happen between oh, siblings. It's been 18 years since she. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so he's Dawson... working on his letter. Yeah, Dawson is talking to his like to Lily this whole time, and he's just like, I don't feel guilty. Like, you know, I'm saving them from a really long, boring graduation ceremony. That's a gift. And he's like, okay, you know what? It's not a gift. They're going to be really upset. But I've spent 18 years, and this is a solid point. I spent 18 years making everyone around me happy. It's patently false in that he's a very selfish person and usually makes himself happy. <laughs> but the thought still stands <laughs> that it's time he pursued happiness of his own and do something for himself and go off on his own i don't disagree with that fact of like he should go take a chance and take a risk because he's lived a very boring life up until now yes <laughs> and it, like part of his exper- uh, issue is that he has no life experience so going off on this type of adventure helps with general life experience exactly uh and then we're back at the yacht club and oh this was so heartbreaking we have mr Kubelik. well it was sad like it wasn't 
it was sad because it wasn't what they thought it was. So sure. we find out that they're not going to invite him to Worthington, but instead that the Dean of Admissions is taking a trip around the Caribbean islands and he knows that PC has experienced sailing. And so he wants him to work on his yacht for the summer as a deckhand. Yeah. And so, I yeah. thought this was a great opportunity for Pacey. I will say, though, I was slightly insulted for PC when they're like, oh, the pay's not that great, but you'll have so much time getting to explore. And I'm just like, sir, you have a yacht and you're telling me the pay is not going to be very good. OK, pay that's workers what they're worth. That's that's a that's an excellent point. It really is. But like, you know, you're going to pay him to be a whale summer on a yacht. You got to give him the money he deserves for it. OK, but also what happens if he's like the pay is not great, but you you'll get twenty dollars an hour you know what i mean like to him that's not great because oh. he's worth he he's used to making millions but eh, maybe doubtful um doubtful um yeah but he's super offended my, in my opinion i think that pacey was extremely happy with true love with the boat and he misses it and he doesn't really have anything else going on this summer and I think that it is a good opportunity for him because he gets to be on the open sea, which he loves. He gets to go on an adventure. He gets to hobnob with the dean. If he's lucky, then he can develop a relationship with the dean. And then, and then potentially, eventually, um, once he proves that he can sustain good grades in one capacity or the other, get into Worthington um by networking and that's a that's a worthy endeavor as well i thought this was a really good opportunity for pacey and he kind of like turned his nose up on it yeah i think he's just very like disappointed but he does say he's very flattered and i think like he's like oh it was a pleasure meeting you i just think like it wasn't what he was expecting like this is a short-term fix right it's a short-term gig he doesn't need to have a, a apartment if this is what he's doing and i think on top of that when he looks over and sees joey blending in and she's with people that like she's getting along with it's not the same this is night and day different from the last time they were at a party like this where joey needed pacey to be the charming one joey needed pacey's help and he's seeing that she doesn't need his help anymore and I think that those are like kind of like a one-two punch of like, damn, not only am I not getting into the college like I thought they were going to or like finding some way to get into college. But the the last time I was here was to support Joey. And it looks like she's moving on without me. Yeah, I, it's rough for Pacey. I just think that he should open his eyes and heart to any opportunity that comes his way. Yeah. Um, and then we have Jen and Jack having a little convo. Jack's like drinking some like hot tea or something on the porch. I don't know. It's like cracked me up. He's just like chilling there in the little rattan furniture. Um, and Jen's like, listen, I'm going to go to state school for a few semesters, save some money. Um, and then I'll meet you at Boston Bay in a few years. Uh, and she's just like, I can't let Grams live some destitute existence in a retirement community so that I can go to frat parties and stuff. It's not right um and the drama yeah and jack is just like hmm this is awfully foamy like, he's, like, <laughs> he's not saying anything <laughs> i think it's because he knows no matter what jen is going to wind up at boston bay 
Yeah. And so she's just like, uh, she's like, Grams needs me. When I came here three years ago, she took me in. I can't turn my back on her now. Uh, and Jack says, well, what you're doing is beautiful and very selfless, but it's awful. Also super convenient. Uh, he's like, you're swimming in a vat of guilt, uh, over leaving your best friend in a lurch like this. You also seem to be just a bit relieved as if you're happy that you found something to get you off the hook. So you don't have to go away to college. Mm. Uh, she's like, you're just, you're because he's like, you're being a martyr right now. You're willing to sacrifice your own happiness for the sake of your grandmother's. And Jen is like, that's ridiculous. Why would I not want to go to college? But Jack has her number. Jack knows Jen. They're BFFs. And he's just like, you're scared. This is the only town that you've ever felt safe in. And the only person who you've, like, who's cared so much about you is Grams. And you're scared of leaving her, too. Oh, this feels very spot on. And, like, this, I mean, Jen doesn't even need a therapist. She has Jack. Well, we've been saying for a really long time that we thought that Jack could be an excellent counselor or therapist. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think especially, like, I feel like he would make a very good, like, children's counselor after yes, all the time I he spent, agree. like, helping them with homework and stuff and their stories. I feel like he has a really comforting way of talking to people and that he's not pushy at all. He's a really good listener, but he's honest, too. I don't know. Now, the more I think about it, I feel like Jack really should become a counselor. And he's also seen everything Andy's gone through. Like, he has a lot of good life experiences that would help him, I think. I absolutely agree. Um, And uh, Jen says, it's not easy. I can't leave Grams alone. And he says, I know Grams needs you, but you need her just as much. Uh, And he's like, and I'm really scared to go to school without you. Uh, And Jen's like, fine. I admit it. I'm afraid to be away from Grams. What am I going to do? And Jack's like, you know what to do. But I don't think he was thinking what she ends up doing. (laughs) (laughs) like i don't think he's like you know what you need to do bring your grandmother to college with you (laughs) yeah yeah i don't think that that was the solution but it's a great solution grams you come to you to be like the house mom right oh my god oh my god i can't wait it's so stupid um so we're back at the, the the yacht club party and uh, Joey finds Pacey and she sees that something is wrong. And he's just like, yeah, he wanted me to work on his boat, not go to Worthington. And Joey's like, okay, let's go. Let's go. But Pacey says, no, you should stay here. I should, I should go. I've been watching you and you are, you have confidence. You are just so in your own element. Um, He's like, I thought you would need me to be your savior again, but that's not the case anymore. Everything is different. Um, and the only thing that remains the same is you're still the most beautiful girl in the room. Uh, he says, this is your life and you should enjoy it. Uh, and I, I feel like Joey should stay. Like, I feel like Joey should stay at this party. Like it's a chance for her. I know it's hard, but it's a chance for her to get to know people she's going to be going to college with. And like, she could be missing out. Yeah. She is missing out. She needs to stay. She needs to meet her potential new classmates. She might meet her, like her roommate here. Yeah. This feels like a an opportunity where you could say like, oh, I don't actually need to do this. And yes, the comfortable thing is leaving with PC. The comfortable thing is being with your ex who and things ended badly, but you want to kind of smooth things over. Yeah. But I think the smart thing to do is to stay here. But she ends up grabbing him and saying, let's go. Um, which I mean, for Joey, it makes sense for her as a character. She's never someone who wants to go outside of her comfort zone. We've talked about her being a tourist before 
big Taurus energy is not wanting to go out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, she wants to just, you know, stay home or be mm. with the people that she's comfortable with, have a good snack. Yep, exactly. Then we get some more Gretchen stuff where Gretchen comes over when Dawson is like babysitting and he's just like, oh, I was wondering when you were going to get here. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so, um, this is where Dawson fucks up. Basically he starts talking about like how he like really loves baby Lily and it's going to be hard without her. And, you know, he can't believe like this little person is just like being a little person and Gretchen's like, yeah, like I can't take him away from his family or the people that he loves or any of that jazz. Well, that. And he says he starts talking about little baby cold Alexander Mm. about how (laughs) Lily and Alexander are going to be about the same age. And he wonders if they'll climb in and out of each other's windows and become best friends. And is it a surprise to anyone that he's bringing up Joey in front of Gretchen again? Yeah. Yeah. This is really, he just really messes up. What's the difference? What's the difference between baby Alexander and baby Lily? Um, I don't know. Tell me. Uh, Baby Lily has tons of blankets. (laughs) She does have so many blankets. Every time you see her, she has like 17 blankets on her. And a hat. She is warm. warm. She's probably too warm, to be honest. She's probably too warm. Yeah, she's sweating in there. (laughs) She's not cold, though. (laughs) Uh, I've only seen Baby Lily inside. Yes, Baby Lily. Well, no, the graduation thing. Or no, the, the prom thing. She was inside for a hot second. Freezing. She was wrapped in blankets. <laughs> no, okay. She was wrapped in blankets. <laughs> she was. So many blankets. Um, so this is when Gretchen is just like, oh, how did your parents, like the letter to your parents go? And he's like, oh, I'm still working on it. And he's just, she's just like, she says, if you think that one's hard, wait until you try to write Joey's. And she's just like, okay, it's it's fine like you know i expected that this would happen like i'm gonna go uh she just says i have to i have to go clean like i've done i'm done packing but i have to go clean and they say goodbye and i just feel like that was all gretchen needed to hear to be like nope i was right and I, and this is actually this is actually over between him not wanting yeah. to leave his little sister and again bringing up joey like non-stop brings up joey yep yeah i mean I mean, like I said, he kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, and so then we are back to the the Potter B and B where Pacey brings Joey home. Um, and he he goes inside with her, which I was like, oh, like it's not just like excuse a drop me, off at the door thing. Yeah, excuse me, sir. Who invited you inside? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh she says, like, oh, thank you for coming. And he's like, Oh, thanks for asking. And so she says, Do you think I could come and stay with you tonight and we could just sleep? And he says yes, and they hug. And it's just like, gosh, I understand the the want for this um, because things ended so abruptly with them. And suddenly it's not a situation like I've talked about where it's like you could feel the breakup coming. Like you kind of knew it was going to happen. It was just like a, you know, you, you're, you're not the same people you were when you started dating. You know, it's just like an inevitable end to a relationship. Their relationship ended so abruptly and joey was just so taken aback by it that i can't really blame her for being like can we just have one more normal night together because she didn't realize the last time they spent the night together that was going to be the last night they had together it's very true it's it's really really hard when you still have love for somebody to just let them go 
um pc messed up big time and yeah he embarrassed her and everything but i mean, that, I mean the feelings just don't go away yeah exactly exactly um then we have grams making some pancakes uh and she's like oh did you talk to jack did he tell you you were making the biggest mistake ever and Jen, Jen's line, I don't know why it cracked me up so much, but she says, whatever happened to good morning or have some Java. Who the hell calls coffee Java? I did when I was like seven, when I was trying to be unique and funny. Yeah, but like, was this a thing in the 90s to call coffee yeah, Java? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Uh, and uh, and so, yeah, uh, Jen's just like, okay, I have an idea. What about you move to Boston? And Grams is just like, listen, you have a big, beautiful heart, but I'm not going to let you do this for me. And Jen says, I'm doing it for me. Going away to college is really scary, but having you nearby, having you, uh, first of all, Boston is like two hours from where they live, but that's fine. Uh, having you nearby will scare me less. So before you write sonnets about my big, beautiful heart, just know I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it because my big, selfish heart wants you there. And she's like, I don't know. It's such a big like concept. I don't know where to begin. And Jen's just like, listen, we will find a place for you to live. Uh, and we're going to find you a suitable home and we're going to sell this house and we're going to give you like a change of scenery and you could meet new people. You could do new things. She's just like, you're the youngest grandma. I know you like fucked Mr. Brooks. Like you've had a good time about it. So you could mm -hmm. find someone else. Yeah. Um, you might even fall in love. Let me say this. Graham's the only place Graham's can afford is La Brea Park. Now. Jen wants her to move because she's going to miss Grams, even though she's only two hours away from Boston, probably about two hours, maybe less, uh, probably less, honestly. And she wants Grams to move to Boston so that they could be closer together. If Grams can't afford anything besides Libria Park, what makes you think that it's going to be easily affordable to live in one of the most expensive cities <laughs> in the United States? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I'm, but also, it's she's going to sell the house, right? So. She is, but she was going to sell the house and move to Libria Park, too. Like, it wasn't like there was no selling the house in that situation. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense because, like, obviously, La Brea Park is going to be much less expensive than anywhere relatively close to the city of Boston. The I closer mean, you move Park to Boston, has a lot of amenities. Yeah, how are you going to play pickleball, Grands? How are you going to go swinging? She's not. She's going to go to museums. She's going to stay educated. She's going to keep her mind active, and she's going to live in a five hundred square foot apartment in Boston, probably. Probably, I'm really interested in seeing what kind of establishment oh she lives in. We're what gonna have such judgment when we watch the next season, and she's in this like beautiful loft in Boston. Okay, you think that, or do you think that she's going to be on like a suburb of Boston and still like a like, house, like a little house? Could be. To be honest, I, I know I've seen the show before, but we are far past what I've seen the most of I've seen seasons like one, two and three the most. And so I do not remember. What and you couldn't even remember shit then. Exactly. I really could. I couldn't remember anything. I remembered some stuff, but I, I still, I have a terrible memory. So anyway, point being that when I say all of this, I really don't know the true answer. And I could see Graham's living in a, in a house. I guess like that would be like a situation where like Jen and Jack go visit her on the weekends. But like, the point still stands of like you could stay in Cape Side and Jen could visit you on the weekends. <laughs> like it's Very not true. that far. Does, but does Jen even have a car? I've never seen her drive. No, I'm trying to think if Jack does. I don't know that I've I seen mean, Jack is rich. Yeah, Jack definitely has a car. I've never seen Jack yeah. drive, but he definitely has a car. 
Yeah, he's rich. He definitely does. Um, so then Joey wakes up the next day and uh Pacey is down by the docks and she knew he would be there. Um, he says, uh, I watched the sun come up. I don't think I've done that since we were sailing around on true love. It feels like so long ago. Um, and Joey apologizes. Joey has no reason to apologize, but she apologizes for bringing him to the party. And Pacey says, it's not your fault. None of this is your fault. And I, I love that. I do love, again, I do think this is retreading old territory this episode, but I do think it's really nice closure for Joey and Pacey. So I don't mind it that much. Um, but he does say like, none of this is your fault. You're not the reason we broke up. He says, it makes me sick to my stomach thinking about what I said to you, blaming you for my insecurities, and then making you feel guilty for all the things you've accomplished when you should feel nothing but proud. I'm so yeah. proud of you. But I didn't show you that. Instead, I decided to become a stereotypical guy who can't handle it when his girlfriend gets a better job than he does. Yeah. Do you think that this is just the Pacey redemption story? They're like, we love Pacey as a character. We have to make sure he doesn't look like a real asshole. Yeah, Let's, I think so. I think yeah. they don't want to close out the season with us hating Pacey. Yep. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. Spot on with that. Um, and he says, I want to not care. I want to let it roll off my back, but I can't. Uh, when we were at that party, I was so jealous. I wasn't jealous of you, but I was jealous of the rest of the kids who are going to get to experience you next year because they're going to get to be with you and I'm not. Um, and uh, Joey says, I was so certain Kublik's offer was a sign. And he's like, yeah, I thought so too. It wasn't the one we're hoping for, but at least we got a better ending this time. And I'm grateful for that. And so I do, they're taking it as like, well, this is a sign that we got to have our, our ending. That wasn't me screaming at you at prom. Yes. Which is what they needed. They can, they can separate and not hate each other and see each other on weekends and, you know, maybe be in a better place. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we end the episode with Dawson trying to finish his letter. And then he goes to Gretchen and Pacey's place. And uh, there's his yearbook sitting on the porch with a picture of him and Gretchen. And she says, uh, I've been thinking about what to say to you since I left your house. I thought about waiting for you to come to my door and saying this face to face, but it would be too hard. Uh, as much as I need to move on, you need to stay here. Your whole life is about to change in a way that will never be the same. Uh, you're opening a new chapter and you're, uh, you have to give a proper goodbye to the old one. You don't want to miss those moments, even the sad ones, because you'll never get them back. Mm -hmm. So enjoy this time. Uh, and she says, I don't need to spend a month in a car to fall in love with you. I'm already in love with you even more than, you know, so goodbye, Dawson Leary. Thank you for changing my life and opening my heart again. You'll never know how much it meant to me. Have a bitchin' summer. <laughs> Have a bitchin' summer. At least we ended it with that. So sad. I love that. Yeah. So sad. And I, I, you know, Gretchen gets to be in control of this narrative and saying, you know what? I'm I'm going. Yeah. You know How do you I mean? feel about this uh this as an ending to Gretchen? I mean, it's fine. It leaves it a little bit open-ended because she's in love with him. And once again, he has feelings for her. Yep. Um so it makes me hopeful that. Gretchen is endgame. Um, maybe it's just another thing like Pandy where I'm going to be like holding on for to it for no freaking reason and just wasting my life away. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's okay. Hopefully we get to see Gretchen in some capacity in the future in one way yeah. or another. Yep. I, I loved the, I love that they did end it with the have a bitch in summer. I think it was really cute. 
Um, so then we go to the pier outside Dawson's house and, uh, Dawson joins Joey and he's like, Oh, I haven't seen you all weekend. You do anything good? And she's like, nah, not really you. And he goes, nah, not really. No, they both got broken up with again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and he, she's like, so what are you doing this summer? And he's like this. (laughs) Wow. Exciting. These two are really, really something else. They're really lighting the world on fire. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and that was our episode again. Obviously, very like not not as exciting after Promicide, but you know, yeah, no, it's but we fun. had fun covering it. Oh, well, yeah, we had a great podcast, even though the episode wasn't that great. Um, do you want to know what next week's episode title is going to be? Yes, The Graduate. Oh, I wonder what that's about. We're graduating high school. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Uh, What's going to happen? Are we going to get an engagement? (laughs) This isn't Boy Meets World. (laughs) No? Okay. Oh, my God. Very much looking forward to seeing everybody graduate. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to listen to some voicemails that we have gotten today? I would love to. All right. So this one, I'm going to start off with a message from Dirtbag Kelly, DBK. But it came in on my birthday. Now, we haven't recorded since my birthday. So I don't know what exactly this message is in regards to. So we're going to listen to it because uh, we also got another voicemail from Dirtbag Kelly. Anyway, this is the first voicemail from Dirtbag Kelly. So there I am, just like enjoying the podcast week. Last week, I'm dying over the little Debbie hostess stuff. I'm... (laughs) laughing at the sea i'm just having a good old time and then out of nowhere jessica decides to slander dirtbag kelly's good name (laughs) all over the internet with these lies about how i have disrespected andy on the podcast (laughs) i mean no such things ever happened jessica I would like understand if I had the trash take of like Andy's my favorite character. And even though her and Pacey were like awesome together and was the best couple on the show and we loved every minute of them, I somehow would say Jossie's better because like they just are because that's like the take people have. But I've never done that. Like that's a trash take. And whoever has that take is not a true Andy fan in DBK's <laughs> eyes. Oh, wait a minute. Sarah, isn't that Jessica's take? Ooh, Ooh this is awkward, isn't it? Uh, um, well, anyways, guys, I'm going to watch this week's episode. And I will be back with notes. Peace. On Jessica <laughs> Sterling's birthday. On my birthday. No, that was so funny. DBK, I'm so sorry. You know, okay. In my defense, I we literally just talked earlier in this podcast about how terrible my memory is. And so, of course, I would misattribute that uh, that terrible, terrible take of Pandy not being fantastic to you, DBK. So, yeah, my apologies. You, you, like, you said something about Andy in particular. Oh, didn't, didn't DBK like dislike andy as if who is it that sent in stuff that said they disliked andy you no i love andy i hate what the writers <laughs> did to andy but i love andy yeah i don't know now i don't remember but anyway so sorry dbk uh my apologies forever forever and always 
Uh, all right. Would you like to hear a message from Temi? See what he has to say about this episode. Yeah. Hi, ladies. Let's go back to season three. Around the times when Pacey and Joey were getting together. At some point, Joey said something like, you were there for me when I needed you the most, to Pacey. This is around the time when um, Pacey told Joey about Dawson and his arrangements to um, have Pacey look after Joey because Dawson didn't feel like he was emotionally able to do so. So that's kind of how the relationship was built up foundation was built on that they Mm -hmm. were together but together without a lot of commonalities or things in common and i don't think they ever developed that because as we saw in season four most of the things they talked about were either what happened in the past the the looming shadow of dawson or what was going to happen in the future that the fact that they weren't going to be together after high school but if you, I mean, you think about their activities together, it's, they, they sail together and then they read together and just spend time together, which is fine, but it never really developed into something. But I think if you look at the uh, Joey Dawson relationship, whenever we watch them, they could talk about anything. They would watch movies, they would analyze them, they would talk about things. And I think... That is a big difference between the two, that one couple can talk about everything. They have a good friendship base. And then the other couple never really found a footing. Thanks. Okay, so this is Jessica Sterling's like method on life. To have a good relationship, you have to have a good friendship base, right? Yes. Like, that's what yeah. you've always said, Jess. I have always said that. So the issue is that the reason why Dawson and Joey, I mean, they weren't really working out, but they could work out is because they have a good friendship base and they can talk about anything. They have like common interests, like yeah, shitty movies and listening to Dawson talk about his shitty movies. (laughs) Yeah. But the issue is that Pacey and Joey's relationship was based around lust and they went into it like head first as a relationship. Like they, they, tried to be friends but it was always surrounded around like bickering and teasing and like to be honest like that it was very of, spicy it was very spicy so is it that like they didn't really get to know each other they weren't able i mean a lot of the times when they were talking they were talking about themselves and a lot of the times it was i mean like pasty did take an interest in joey's art so I can't say, like, that wasn't it. But also, I guess, like, for Pete, I mean, and they found a common interest in sailing, but it was really their experience. So it's, is the issue that they don't have a lot of common interests. So what my argument would be is Dawson and Joey certainly have more interests in common. But I think Joey and Pacey have more um chemistry like more relationship chemistry in terms of the ebb and flow of a relationship where joey is the sturdy reliable 
um, like a serious one. And Pacey is the spontaneous, fun, exciting one that brings that out of Joey, right? So the balance in that relationship is very good. And the chemistry is very good, right? We've seen the lust and all of that is very good. Mm -hmm. But they don't have as much in common. Beyond like sailing. Now, you don't need to have a ton of things in common with your significant other. It's not like a mandatory thing. Um, So I think it's two totally different things. I think she has more chemistry and a better relationship dynamic with Pacey but she has way more in common with Dawson and on top of that I do think that the history between Pacey and Joe or excuse me between Joey and Dawson is something that is really helping buoy up their friendship because he's been with her through everything he's seen he's been with her when her mom died they've gone through a lot together and so i think that is what a lot of their relationship was leaning on right yeah and once you go away to college i don't know like i feel like she may try to distance herself from some of that so i don't yeah. i don't know whereas the chemistry with her and pacey will always is be always going to be there so i think it's just very different i guess it depends on what you want in a relationship is it important to you that you have things in common with whomever you're with or is it more important and maybe you have both maybe you do have the chemistry and the interests in common and that's ideally right yeah ideally i think that's what you want but yeah i just think the two relationships are so different um and they work for very different reasons so i don't know do you think that pc and um pc and joey need to actually work out i think that they just need like maturity i think pacey needs i think pacey needs to find himself in a space where he's happy with himself Mm. and then i think they could work out because he can't handle he feels like he's holding joey back right now if he was in a place where things were going right for him and he felt very confident about his position in life i don't think they'd be having issues but do you think that maybe like won't is there a possibility that Joey's going to outgrow PC actually? Um, hmm. Possibly. I do think it's possible. I think it's tough because I think like with Dawson, she's always going to have that history that pulls her back to him. Um, There's mm-hmm. always going to, and especially because they never had sex. Like they never, they were in a relationship, but it was so short. And so I think there's always going to be that what if potential with them, you know, yep. whereas yeah, PC, totally. PC is the first love you don't forget. Dawson is the what if guy. Really? Because I thought PC is the what if guy. But she had sex with PC. She had a long relationship with PC. Yeah, but what it's is like what, what if? if they actually like worked it out? Like what? That's if? true. That's I was fair. thinking like maybe not what if, but maybe like the one that got away. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out because we're about to head into a new season uh, in just a couple episodes. So I'm hoping for new boyfriends, but we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about that soon. Uh, we do have one more voicemail from Dirtpack Kelly. I assume it's related to this episode and not yelling at me for <laughs> on your birthday. birthday. On my birthday. Uh, let's hear what he has to say. What up, though, ladies? May 1st, 2001. I figured I'd throw that in Thank since you. Sarah had my back <laughs> last week. <laughs> Okay, let's get into the episode since I've calmed down since last week. <laughs> um, let's see. Pacey 
kind of like I don't get Pacey this episode. He's like all remorseful and sorry for what he did to Joey, which I guess whatever. But like, why isn't he pumped about this job offer? Yes. Like that. Th- this is like Pacey's dream. So like, why is he being a sad sack? Like he's got no plans for next year. Like why? Like let's get on the boat, Pacey. Like why are you being a suck? <laughs> we got like uh, I think the final Gretchen Dawson split. She just she just writes in his yearbook, have a bitch in summer, and like leaves him high and dry. Not the way I wanted to see this end. Uh, we got who had, who had on the bingo card, Grams, moving to Boston. I don't think Jessica or Sarah. Maybe maybe they did, maybe they did. Who knows? Who knows? What else? What else? Anything else from this week's episode? Not enough Yui? Oh, and from last one, I'm sure she'll explain it to us. But I feel like White Fanging, I mean, it's been a while since I read White Fang, but I feel like that's like, uh, like, doesn't he like shoo off the wolf at the end, even though he wants Ooh. to keep, he's like, get out of here. You get out of here. I don't, I don't want you no more. So I feel like that's like White Fang, but I could be wrong. Anyways, till next week, ladies. Peace. Yeah, Sarah definitely had Graham's moving to to Boston. I honestly, when Sarah said that, I honestly couldn't remember. I was pretty sure Graham's was around in later seasons, but I wasn't going to like, you know, I didn't want to say anything just in case. But yeah, Graham's had to come. You can't leave Graham's Where would we be without Graham's? (gasps) Okay, you know what I just thought about that makes me really excited? What? If they they do go, like, we probably aren't going to get a ton of Mitch and Gail. We haven't heard anything about them moving to Boston. Bye, Gitch. See you later. See you never. You can yeah, hang they're... out with Lily. Make, <laughs> bring over some blankets to Alexander. Mm-hmm. So that's no, exciting for all of us. blankets for Alexander. Um, fantastic. That was our uh, that was our episode, and we're gonna come back with the graduation episode next week. Super excited for that. That'll be like a really fun one, I think, just because it's like a big life moment. So, hopefully, it's a good episode. Um, Sarah, where can people find us? What else do we have going on? What do you want to tell the people about? Yeah, shit nineties pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, www.shitnightspod.com. We are nearing the end of Boy Meets World season five. Um, nope, six. And as you <laughs> know, we are nearing the end of Dawson's Creek season four. So we are making moves. We are, uh, you know, uh, ending, putting some like end caps on seasons. It's pretty exciting over here. Yes. As well as we will be recording an episode um a bonus pod for xenon girl the 21st century the best decom ever so check that out as well um as well as jessica and i over at poster recaps have been recording um the are talking about like the new pretty little liars original sin (laughs) series um we have one more episode left to record and we are having like a grand old time covering that show um loved it i hope that we get season two in some capacity uh and then um one more thing for me also on post show recaps i've been covering the new amazon prime series um called a league of their own based off the 1990 
1992 or 1993 movie, A League of Their Own. We cover that here um, with Grace about a year ago. So uh, covering that again with Grace and Marissa having a great time. And you can find that post show recaps. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. You can find me at the Jess Sterling. Of course, I'm also covering community every week with Josh on community building over on Post Show Recaps. And I'm wrapping up coverage of Paper Girls with Deidre also on Post Show Recaps. Check all of that out. If I'm ever on anything else, I always tweet about it. So check out my Twitter. Uh, beyond that, Sarah talked about everything else I'm involved in. So we will leave you with that and be back next week for some graduation antics here on um, here on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.